Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. So when I started doing these podcast episodes, I started filming them in front of a live audience and I actually started doing them for myself because I needed a place to hold me accountable, to get up in the morning, to focus my attention and my mind on Christ, to not just let my mind be taken away with distractions of this world and what's on my to-do list. And we need to order groceries and we have an orthodontist appointment today. And I need to organize this house and I need to get ready for school clothes shopping. And, you know, just being a mom itself is a lot. Um, A lot of us, I think, don't give ourselves enough credit for what goes into planning for a family. Not only the actual physical things you're doing, but all the things that you're doing in your brain, in your mind, like it really wears you down because we have to stay 10 steps ahead. We're looking at the schedule for August and we're planning camping trips, or we say we have a graduation party. So we need to get a card and we need to pull money out of the ATM and we're going on the boat. So we need to make sure we have the good sub buns that everybody likes and make sure we have lunch meat and make sure we have fruit. And I mean, there's so much that goes into being a mom. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing all of the moms out there acting like what they do isn't enough. Whether you work outside of the home or you work in the home or your job is being a full-time mom, I just felt really encouraged today to get on here and to tell you that you are in the season of life because this is where God has placed you. This isn't by accident. We pray for children. We want children. God says that we can have children and to multiply this earth and to raise up kids that are going to fight for the kingdom. That's the reason why he wanted us to have kids in the first place. They're not our kids they're his kids. And we just get the opportunity to raise them. And I want you to know that if you're in a season of motherhood right now, this is where God wants you to be. Let me just say that again, so it can sink in. This is where God wants you to be. And so we have this thought of one day I'm going to live in the will of God. I'm going to live in God's will and I'm going to be so holy and God is going to be so proud of me. And I'm just going to be walking in my path to my destiny, fulfilling my purpose, being exactly who God created me to be. And one day it's going to be amazing. I want to tell you that that day can be today. If you choose to walk in that path, if you choose to be in God's will, but the devil is constantly trying to distract you and to get you out of God's will because he doesn't want another child of God growing up to walk in their purpose, to be successful, to speak truth and to change the world for the better. He wants to distract you and get you to focus on money and success and things and all the busyness of a day and be distracted by your phone and social media. And if he can get you so focused on other people's lives, you won't have time to focus on your own life. And that's why we have all of these distractions and all of these things that we're just so, we're just so shackled to. And it's honestly, it's disgusting. 
when you really wake up and you take a step back and you look like, what am I doing in this world? I want you to know that you can be totally in God's will today. Grab a pen and paper if you don't have one. If you're driving, I know a lot of my listeners listen while driving. I'm glad you do because it is a great time to multitask driving to listen. My brain works better anyway at comprehending and listening if I'm busying my hands and doing something. If I'm like watering my flowers or tending to my garden or I'm showering, I'm getting ready, I'm doing my makeup, I'm cleaning. I And I listen to something, it really just soaks into me even more. So If you don't have a pen and paper, you can come back and you can write this down. If you do have a pen and paper, I want you to write down God's will at the top and underline it. And underneath that, I want you to write number one, good attitude, good attitude. It's what you need to have in order to be in God's will today. Number two is to be grateful. I'm not just talking to, to say, yeah, I'm I'm grateful for this life. I'm talking living a day where you are very grateful for your day, where you're constantly thanking God for what you have. You're not taking anything for granted. You are grateful. Okay, so you have a good attitude and having a good attitude is hard. I post a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of podcasts about attitudes and mindsets and perspective and emotions. I am someone who has raging hormones. I am just someone who, in my chapter that I'm writing in my book right now, I'm talking all about how I've always been in a bad mood. Like since I can remember, I was in a bad mood. I was seven, eight years old, bad mood. I can remember being just just so bitter and mad and angry for no reason. And this is what I had to struggle with for so long. And I was the angry mom and I didn't want to be the angry mom, but I was, and I hated it. And then I have guilt because I was being angry and I would, I would isolate myself and I would lock myself in my room because I just felt like I needed to be alone. And then I was always alone. And the devil wants you to be alone. By the way, we did a podcast episode. You can go back and look called isolation, all about the problems with isolation and how isolation can actually be a good thing but it can also be a bad thing. So isolation is good when God isolates you from a situation, like maybe ends a friendship or ends a relationship. Um, And you can tell that God just kind of wants you alone because he wants to talk to you. He wants to influence you. He wants to spend time with you. That's all, that's all Jesus wants. Really. That's it is he wants a relationship with you. It's not a bunch of about a bunch of rules and rituals and traditions, and you got to face this way and you got to pray this way. And it only works if you do this. He wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship. How do you build a relationship with someone? You spend time with them. So if you started building a relationship with a new friend, or you met a mom at school and you guys were going to start this relationship or a coworker that you were going to start a relationship with, or a, a new boyfriend that you were going to start a relationship with, what would you do? You'd be spending time with them one-on-one. You wouldn't be only getting together in crowds of people. No, you'd be spending time one-on-one. So that's why it's so important to read your Bible, even if you don't understand it. God promises that you will begin to understand it through his help, but you have to grow a relationship with Christ. And to me, the only thing that helped me to not be an angry mom anymore is prayer, is learning what God says. I would see scriptures that would speak to my anger And I would write them down on note cards. I was just doing this yesterday. And then I put those note cards up in my house. I put them in my cabinets. I put them in my fridge. I put them in my car. I put them, I tape them on walls. Wherever I can see them, I have an expo marker in my bathroom. I write them on my mirror. I put them everywhere because 
when you just read something once, it doesn't really stick. We learned that in school, but if you can see something, so if you write something down, you're repeating it slowly in your head as you're writing it, maybe even whispering it as you're writing it down, then you're going to continue to see this. And if every time you see it, you say the words out loud, now you're thinking it, reading it, speaking it, and you're hearing it. So it's four times more powerful than if you just saw it once in your Bible. So I highlight in my Bible, I circle in my Bible, I write little arrows with, with notes on the side of it in my Bible. Writing down these, writing down these Bible verses are, are huge. They're going to help you so much. But when it comes to being an angry mom, um, prayer helped me a ton. These note cards and scriptures helped me a ton. Asking for prayer, being involved in a church where you have Christian friends where you can ask them and you can say, hey, will you pray for me? Going down to an altar call on a Sunday at your church saying, yeah, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to ask for prayer for anger. It's when we put our pride aside is really when God can work on us. I realized for so long, I was just holding onto all this pride and I didn't want to respond to an altar call because I didn't want people to think I was super jacked up or I didn't want to tell people, you know, I lived my life in the spotlight for so long in my career that I had to put on this like perfect persona of everything is great and look at me and you want to be like me and do what I do and you'll have what I have. And honestly, like the reason why I quit it all is because I was so sick of being fake and acting like someone who I totally wasn't. I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't hold up this perfect image of everything is great. And everything is perfect. And I'm living my best life. And I had everything that people want, but that doesn't equal success. But unfortunately, that's just a lesson we have to learn ourselves because no matter how many times you've heard this message or you're hearing me right now on my podcast, you're still like, no, Taryn, I think money would solve all my problems. And my son last night said the exact same thing. He said, he was telling me about this YouTuber and he said, you know, he has just the best life ever, mom. He has the greatest life. And I said, well, what makes him have the greatest life? And he said, he has this 20,000 square foot house and he has 15 car garage and he has all of these friends and he makes YouTube videos and he makes, he gives away um, $15,000 every video he makes to someone in need. And I said, yeah, you know, Dom, all those things are great and that would be super fun, but those aren't the things that make you have a good life. And try telling that to a seventh grader I mean, like in an almost eighth grader, a 13 year old, like he was like, okay, mom, no, if I had all that stuff, I would be happy. And I said, son, one day you will have all that stuff because you are so ambitious. And I know that you're going to have it because you believe that you will, but you're going to call me and you're going to say, ma, you were right. And I said, when that conversation happens, the glory will be given to God because I know that it'll happen. And we just, we don't learn these things on our own. We want to, but we just don't. And so you have to put your pride aside. You have to ask for help. You have to humble yourself. I had to talk to my kids and say, Hey, listen, I'm really sorry, but I have been in a really bad mood lately. You don't deserve it. It's nothing that you did wrong. And I'm sorry. And I'm trying to do better. And one time, you know, that was really hard for me to say out loud. So I texted my kids. And they were gone, they were at their grandma's or they were with their uncle or something. And I texted him, I said, hey, I just wanna let you know, I love you. And I'm sorry that I've been in such a bad mood lately. And I'm really sorry that I've taken it out on you. You don't deserve this from me. I just want you to know that I know that it's a problem and I'm trying to get better. So can you just pray for me, please? And just give me a little bit of grace. 
And then I started looking at my triggers. You know, what was causing me to fly off the handle? What was causing me to be angry? Uh, one of the things was alcohol. If I was drinking alcohol in any way, I had no patience for my kids. I don't know how you moms out there can like drink a margarita at two o'clock to try to take the edge off. That was not me. That made me feel worse. So I realized that alcohol was a trigger and I needed to not drink around my children. And so I stopped doing that. And then another thing I realized is a trigger is when I was running late, I was rushing. I was, we were, oh my gosh, hurry up. You know, we overslept because I was staring at my phone. Now I got up. Now I'm screaming at the kids and I'm like, get up, brush your teeth. I already told you, brush your teeth, get your shoes on. Where are your shoes? We can't find their shoes. You're so irresponsible. You never put yourself where it's supposed to go. Let's go. We got to leave. Well, now this one's hungry. Well, too bad. Now you're not eating. And it would just cause this like snowball effect for the day where it was all because we were rushed. Now I'm mad. Now they're mad. Now they're crying. Now we didn't get to eat. Now we have to spend money when we said we weren't going to spend money on out to eat anymore. Now we're eating fast food when we said we weren't going to eat fast food anymore because it makes us feel like crap and it makes us gain weight and it makes us feel bad about our body image and it gives us headaches and it makes us nauseous and we're really tired. And so now we're sleeping in the day and we're not productive and doing what we were supposed to. And it literally all stemmed from just not planning. And so that's why my three things to change your mood and to change everything right now, if you are an angry person or you are someone who's just really stressed out or really irritated, or you just don't know where to begin and you're so overwhelmed, the three places to start is one, you have to work on energy leaks. Those are the things that are wearing you down in your mind. The things that are just like clogging up your mind, you're running to-do list of so many things that you've been procrastinating and putting off that you know that you need to do. And these can be physical things like cleaning out drawers. Like I really got to get in my kid's room. Like their stuff is everywhere. There's garbage in there. There's all their arts and crafts, crap that they hoard. It's, you know, all the papers from like all the school year. It's stuff that doesn't fit. It's stuff that's stained. It's stuff they don't like. It's stuff I don't like them to wear anymore. It's books and toys that are broken, toys that are lost parts, toys that they don't play with anymore, blankets, and there's just dog hair everywhere. And I mean, that, that is like clogging your brain. And you're wondering why you're not happy and why you can't focus on your business or your career or you're trying to create something. That's why, because you have, this is literally leaking out your energy. It's like a styrofoam cup that you're trying to fill with water, but there's 15 holes that were stabbed in the side. And as fast as you pour the water in, it's pouring out. It doesn't matter. It's never going to hold. It's never going to sustain you in a good way. So you have to get rid of these energy leaks. And the best way that I can say that is set a timer for 10 minutes and just brain dump everything that is in your brain that you have to do. Don't think of if I'm going to do it today or if I want to do it. It's the things that you know you have to do that you have to do. And you might not know how to do them yet, but you know that you need to do them. I would try to separate business from personal if you can. I make two separate to-do lists for this and I'll set a timer for 10 minutes for personal. If anything pops into my head that is business, I'll write it on the business side. But I try to just focus on personal stuff because that's the most important thing. You are a mom. You were blessed with children. Okay. You are given kids because God thinks that you are the best person to raise that child. God has equipped you because you've answered the calling of motherhood. But if you don't link with God, you're never going to be the mother that he needs you to be. And you're going to see a change in my brand soon. I'm going to be really targeting the moms because I'm starting a motherhood ministry in my church. And 
I really believe that this is the direction God wants me to move in. Raising twin 13-year-old boys, raising an eight-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter, all of my children are very strong-willed. They are very confident. They're very outgoing. They're very loud. They're very assertive. They have great leadership skills. They will run great businesses or nonprofits or ministry work one day but it's hard to raise them in the moment. They're rebellious, okay? They are also being raised in a world that is telling them something completely different than what I'm telling them and my husband's telling them. We go to church on Sundays. We go to church on Wednesday nights. It is not enough, okay? It is not enough. If your kids didn't grow up in church, it's never too late. This is your sign to find a church yourself and get your kids in there because they need consistency in church. They need to hear the scriptures. They need to hear the songs. They need to hear the same message over and over and over from different people. Even if they hate it, bring them there with you. This is your message to do it. But even if you raised your kids 100% in the church, you went to church every Wednesday night, your kids go to summer camp, they go to VBS. I'm here to tell you it is not enough. It is not enough. The world out there is trying to tear down your kids. They're trying to distract your kids. It's trying to brainwash your kids. It's sending a completely different message than what we're sending. It's telling them that they want stuff. They want success. They need approval of others, that their pride is there, violence. All of the things that it's showing are not the things of this world. So I feel it very heavy on my heart since I'm going through this season right now and I'm learning a lot of stuff about these like super power tricks that I can do with motherhood, like asking Jesus to reveal anything unwholesome that's happening under my roof, anything at all that is happening that he can see that I can't see. You know, my husband and I are co-parenting with Jesus and it's the best thing in the world because he knows my kids better than I do. And he can see every single thing that's happening. He also has the opportunity to convict their hearts. And I do not. So you need Jesus with you parenting. We're going to be talking a lot about this. Uh, the greatest co-parent of all is Christ. But I really believe that, that moms just don't know better. I, I really think that I believe that we all have good intentions. We all want to raise kids that follow Christ. We all want to raise spiritually healthy kids that grow up and raise spiritually healthy kids. We do want that. I know that about you. I know that you not only believe that you were made to do more in this earth, but I know that you want more for your kids than what you had. You don't want a broken mom raising kids. You don't want an addicted mom raising kids. You don't want to be an angry mom, but we get in this cycle of how do I change it? I don't want to be a broken mom, but I find myself broken with anxiety and panic disorders and depression, coping with smoking weed, coping with drinking, coping with all kinds of stuff. I know because I was you. I know that you want to be well, but you have to fully commit and say, I want to be well, Taryn. I want to be well, Jesus. I am ready. I don't want it just a quick fix. I don't want just something that's going to happen overnight or just be quick. I want to be truly, deeply, fully well. I want to raise kids that are truly, deeply, fully well. You have that desire. So I believe that God gave me this gift of relating and speaking and encouraging and lifting women up and inspiring them. I just want to scream it from the rooftops. I want to tell you my secret prayers. I want to tell you what I'm doing that's working for my kids. I want to tell you things that I realized that I needed to wake up and because you're just asleep without realizing it and you also need to be woken up. 
you need to deal with energy leaks first in your life because these are things that are clogging your brain. It might be that room. It might be all the appointments you've been putting off. It might be all the bills that you've been putting off um, paying. Maybe you need to have a budget meeting with your husband. That was me. We used to do those every Sunday. I would try to avoid it. I wouldn't want to talk about it. I would fake sick on Sundays and like fake a headache. Like, I just can't do this. My head hurts. I'm so tired. I just need to watch Netflix. You know, like I didn't want to do it, but it was something I was putting off. And then it was weighing me down and creating tension in my life all week long. Now, tension can be good if it's tension over time. It's creating success. It's creating growth. Like you go to the gym and you apply tension over time. You're going to grow your muscles. Or maybe you're trying to learn to stop drinking or stop smoking or stop overspending. It's going to create tension over time. It's going to be hard to stop reaching for that idol, to stop reaching for that vice, that coping mechanism. It's going to be tension over time, but over the time you're going to grow. And so set the timer for 10 minutes, make an energy leaks list. The second thing that you need to do is you need to start to be proactive. Being proactive means you're no longer going to be rushing. You're no longer going to be running late. I used to be someone that would speed all the time. And I've shared this before. Like I thought it was a badge of honor. Like, oh yeah, I go so fast. Like, let me drive. I'll get us there quick. I always went 10 over the speed limit at least. I was always just like weaving in and out of cars and my body was tense and I was stressed out and I was angry with the lights turning red and angry with slow drivers and angry with the tra the tractors that would show up on my road because I live in the country and we're flying to school and we're running late and I'm stressed out. You have to be proactive instead of reactive in your life. Do you know what you're having for dinner tonight? Do you know what you're having for dinner this week? Now you don't have to have it chiseled in stone on the fridge of Monday is this and Tuesday is this and Wednesday is this, but do you know, do you have like four or five different meals that you could prepare that you have all the ingredients in your home? If you don't, then you need to make it a habit where once a week, you are making a grocery list for your week ahead, looking at what's going on. What do I have going on this weekend? What are we going to want to eat? What do we have to buy? What do we have to be planned for? And not only looking at your schedule, but like you're a mom. So you need to be planning meals. You need to know what's going on with school. School is coming back in session. Um, here in Michigan, our school starts right after Labor Day. Your school, if you're in the South, might start at the middle of August. You only have a couple of weeks. Are you planning that? Do you know the school supply list? Do you have a plan for budgets for schools? Is, is the, are the expectations set with your kids so they know what to expect? Like these things are things we have to look into the future for. And I was someone who lived in the future, but I only lived in the future when it came to my career. I never lived in the present moment when it came to my career. I always kept thinking, well, what's next? What's next? What's next? And what's to come? And how am I going to build this? And then what? And five years down the road, what am I want to do? And what do I want to do in 10 years? What it did and why I had to quit my job is because I realized that this hustle mentality, this hustle mindset that was created by the devil is literally robbing us from time with our children that I was so focused on saving the world. I was so focused on inspiring the world. I was so focused on encouraging the world that I no longer was encouraging my own family. I had no time for them. I wasn't inspiring them. I was locked in my office, focused 100% of the time on my business, my career, making money, because I thought that when I made money and I was successful, I would finally have arrived and I would finally feel successful and I would feel fulfilled and I would feel purposeful. And let me tell you, you won't, you will not. Because when you don't get to tuck your kids into bed and you're a mom and you don't get to read your kids books 
and you don't get to make dinner and you don't get to go school clothes shopping. You don't get to go through old clothes with your kids to see if they're too small. You don't get to lay with them on the couch because they're sick and you want to be with them and you don't want to have to go to work. Now I get some of you feel like you have to work. And when you look at your bills, you do have to work. And you might be the only person in your house working where you feel like Taryn, good for you. Your husband works, but I have to work. But what you don't know is that when I quit my job, my husband was not making as much money as I was at all. And I was paying all of the bills and I was providing that. And when I quit, it was a big, it was a big thing in my house. Like, what are we going to do? And when I quit my corporate job eight years ago, it was the same thing. We did not have money to even pay our bills with me working. And when I quit my job, it made it even harder. You know, that really makes me like super emotional just even thinking about it because it's like, it's just crazy. Like I rely completely on God and you can too. You have to rely on God. He's the only person who's going to help you and provide for you and go on gotquestions.org, type in the search bar, what does God say about providing for us? And look and see what you have there. Okay, so I just got on a tangent, but it's important to have these energy leaks completed. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is to be proactive versus reactive in your day. And the best way to start with that is just by looking at your day today. Like right when you get done listening to this recording, what do you have on your schedule today? What are you making for dinner today? What are your kids' responsibilities today? And then look into tomorrow. So when I started doing this, my goal was just to plan tomorrow before the end of the day today. What were we eating for breakfast or an idea? What were we having for lunch? What were we having for dinner? Where were we going? What time do we have to leave? What time do I have to get ready to leave? And I set those expectations with my kids. So I would let them know we have to leave the house at 10 o'clock. So I will wake you up at nine. We're going to have scrambled eggs or you can choose to make yourself something different. Like I let my kids know the process. Now, what it did, it actually created accountability because kids are very great accountability partners. If you did not know this, if you tell them, hey, I'm trying to work on my attitude. So if you could call me out on it, they will do that. If you tell, like I made the mistake one time by telling my kids I was trying to eat healthier. And then they're like, mom, I thought you were eating healthier. Why are you getting Dairy Queen? I'm like, thanks. I got this though. You know, like, and it was a good learning opportunity to tell them like we're eating healthier. We're not, you know, completely eliminating things that we love. But if you need help, your kids can absolutely help you be good accountability partners. So if you say like, we're leaving at, we're leaving at 10 o'clock. So at 9.50, maybe set an alarm on your phone, or I like to set an alarm on my Alexa and I'll just tell her Alexa, set an alarm for 9.50 AM. And my family knows that there's an alarm set on Alexa. And when she goes off, it means you need to stop what you're doing and put on your shoes and get ready to get in the car. So that's kind of something that really helps me, but being proactive and having these energy leaks are really great. The third thing that you need to do is change your mindset because what's going on in your head is the biggest issue here. And I know this because this is where I was. And that's why I'm writing my book called The Valley, because I want to help women get out of the valley. Number one, you need to realize that you're in the valley. And then number two, you need to know how to get out of it. It's actually not a scary place. God's there with you. He says in scripture, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
And every single time I want to wrap that song, <laughs> but you know, you all feel no fear, no evil. He is with you. And when you know the signs, the warning signs that you're getting in the Valley, the red flags of hold on, I'm in the Valley. And you know, the steps to take, to get out of it. It's not scary at all. And you can actually get out of the Valley within like a day or a couple of hours. It's very easy. The number one way that you know that you're in the Valley is because your thoughts are negative. Your thoughts are bad. Your thoughts are critical. You're judgmental. You're irritated. You're in a bad mood. You're coping or you're thinking about how you're going to cope. So like if you're stressed out and you're irritated and you're in a bad mood, what do you reach for? I was reaching for a long time when I was younger. I was reaching for things like drugs and partying and sex and these things when I was younger. And then when I got older, I reached for mama needs a glass of wine or I was smoking. And then when I stopped doing that, then it was, then it was Netflix. And then I was like, wow, I've watched an entire season of all American in two days, which is fine. I'm not here to make you feel guilty about watching Netflix because the hustle mindset says, don't ever indulge in things like this because you have goals and you have dreams. And if it's not building you up, it's tearing you down. All of those are lies because you do need to turn off your brain. You do need to relax. You do need to shut down that like hustle, hustle, hustle message. You, you do need to do that. But if you're using Netflix to cope for your reality, to turn off your brain, to numb you, like I've been doing, then that's not good because you should be turning to Jesus. You should be turning to God to fill you. He is the well. He is the water of our life. He will quench our thirst. He says it all over scripture. So number one is energy leaks. Number two is proactive versus reactive. Number three is mindset. If your mind is, pay attention to your thoughts today. If your thoughts are worries, fears, doubts, stresses, if this is what your mind is, is just racing with, which chances are it probably is, especially if you're listening to this podcast because you relate to me and you get it then what I want you to do is I want you to spend some time listening to something else. So listening to this right now is actually so great for you because you can't listen and talk at the same time. So as you're listening to this message, your brain isn't going crazy with your fear and doubt, unless you're kind of, you know, trailing off and not paying attention, but you have to numb out that voice. You have to dim it and turn the volume down on that voice, that inner ego that's trying to sabotage you. That is the voice of the devil in your mind telling you you're not enough. You're never going to do this. This isn't going to work. Your husband didn't love you. You're a bad mom. You, all of these things that just replay in your mind, they're not true. And so the only way to get out of thinking about them is to change your thoughts. So the, the scripture that I love so much that says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. I used to feel like that scripture was about like, okay, it's about the kingdom. It's about eternity. It's not about the awards and the accolades and and their certificates and the success and the paycheck and the money and the stuff. It's not about the Louis Vuitton purse that I always wanted. It's not about my dream car I've always wanted. It's not about my mansion house I always wanted. It's not about the vacations to Fiji and Hawaii. And it's not about these earthly things, but to set it on things above. And although that scripture is true and perceived that way, now I think of it as set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Are you thinking about earthly things or are you thinking about things above? Are you spending your day linked with God, listening to his word, learning his word, learning his character, learning what he says about us, 
what is the message that you're listening to? Cause you're either listening to the message of the world or you're listening to the message of the word. You can't, you're not listening to both. Which one are you listening to more of? And that's why I said church and Wednesday night Bible studies aren't enough because what do you go to church for two hours? Let's say three, you're there for three hours and Wednesday night Bible study. Let's say you're there for three hours. Okay. So great. You're there for six hours throughout your week. And there is seven days in a week. There's 24 hours in each day. That's 168 hours a week that you're spending and you're giving six hours to your mind for God, which means 162 other hours are focused on something else. That's insane. Like that is a lot of hours. And, and let's just say, okay, there's, there's 24 hours in a day. Let's say that for, let's say just for 12 hours, we're awake. There's a lot more hours than we're awake. We're usually awake for more than 12. Let's just say we're awake for 12 hours. That's 84 hours that we are awake for. And we're giving six of those hours to God, 78. Like, like, think about that. Like, that's insane. And then we wonder why we feel so bad. We wonder why our kids are misbehaving. We wonder why they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, if we are in the world for that long, we are going to become the world. Like it's, it's just bottom line. Like the message of the media, I'm talking media like news and magazines and newspapers. Then we talk social media, the message of social media where anyone can say anything they want. And then you have all the Hollywood, the celebrities, the messages in movies, the billboards we see, opinions of friends around us. You, I mean, it's so much in your head. It's impossible not to become who you, who you're around. And we, we know that for our kids, we tell our kids, oh no, you're not hanging out with so-and-so because I don't want you to be like him, but yet we do the exact same thing. So you have to change your mind. You have to set it on things above. So in my, I have dedicated my entire Instagram to helping you live a life where you are awake and you are focused and you're not distracted and you know what God has in store for you. I want to inspire you and encourage you out of the valley of darkness. I want you to come to my Instagram as a safe place when you're feeling like you're in a bad spot, when you feel like you're in a rut, when you're feeling terrible about yourself, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're in a bad mood, when you're snapping on your kids, where you're overwhelmed with so many things to do, when you're feeling like you have imposter syndrome, like you don't know who you are. You are faking it until you make it. You're hoping that people don't see that you are an imposter, that, that this isn't really you, that this is just by mistake. We're walking around this world and then we're wondering why we feel so terrible. We feel so terrible because we're not linked with our creator. We're not walking purposely. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, we're just, we're just simply not. And I want you to see that there are better things in this earth to focus on. And the message that we've been tricked into is to, you know, go to school and get good grades and then go to college and get a good job that pays you decent and work nine to five and then retire and live on a fixed income. And, you know, you have this whole message of this is how we're supposed to be living and you have your stuff and you buy your house and you buy your cars and you go on one vacation a year and your kids have clothes and you're the nicest clothes and the coolest shoes. And we just get so focused on like what's next and my job and working and all of these things. 
but we are here for a purpose. We were created for a purpose. If you love animals, if you are artistic, if you are creative, if you love to teach people, if you have a passion for children, if you have an ear for music, if you have an eye for art, it's not on accident. God put those qualities in you for a reason because he wanted you to use them to go and influence the world in that way. Because every single person was created different to do different jobs and different tasks and to reach different people. So if you have a passion for motorcycles and you were raised around Harleys and you love Harleys and that's what you want, then you can, you can do that and you can be on motorcycles and you can be a part of that and you can reach that crowd of people that also have those similar interests and you can be an encourager and you can be a light and you can speak truth and you can love on people and you can make connections. We don't always have to spread Christ's love by talking about Jesus and pushing it on people and wearing a cross necklace and a shirt that says Jesus saves. People will realize you're different by how you act. So let me ask you, how are you acting? If people were to say all the Christians are being killed, we're going to go check on every single person and we're going to research them and investigate them. Would your life show enough evidence that they say, oh yeah, she's a Christian? Or would they not know? Because we're called to make an impact to make a difference. You can make a difference just by being super kind to someone. You can make a difference in someone's world by putting them first, by listening to them, by encouraging them. And we already have enough negative talk in our minds that we need to change that narrative so that we can be the light to other people through Jesus Christ. We can do that for our kids. If you're broken and miserable and stressed out, you're never going to be able to raise whole healthy children that know Christ and know their purpose and walk in that every single day because you're broken trying to pick up the mess. You need to go backwards before you go forwards. You need to heal yourself. You need to figure out what is holding me back. You need to go to therapy. You need to join a church. You need to get plugged into a community group. You need to be scrolling Instagram and only looking at things that are going to fill your mind with positive stuff instead of comparing and all these negative things and nasty things that we see on there. What are you filling your mind with? Because your kids are going to do what you do. They're not going to do what you say to do. So the best thing ever that you can do to be the best mom that God wants you to be and to be the best wife that you can ever be is to become the best by being an expert at learning what your job is. So if you're a mom and a wife, you need to become an expert at learning what that looks like. Listening to podcasts, reading books, showing up and being at church with your notebook, with your Bible, learning, asking older women that are more seasoned in motherhood, that are Christians, ask them for coffee, sit down and say, what did you do when your kids did this? What is your thought on social media? What is your thought on the world? What is your thought on distractions and TikTok and Instagram? And you need to go on there and you need to, you need to really do the work because you're called to do this job and to raise these kids. But if you're so focused on this earth, it's never going to work. So there's a song by Elevation Worship called This is the Kingdom. And it is so amazing. I listen to it. I literally just bawl my eyes out. 
because I love towards the end where it just repeats over and over and over. Seek first the kingdom and all will be added. Seek first the kingdom and all will be added. My Instagram is dedicated to help you guys. And the link in my bio, if you scroll down, my Instagram is just at Taryn Sarconi, T-A-R-R-Y-N-S-A-R-C-O-N-E. You go on there and if you click the link in my bio and scroll down, I have a whole section of sermons that I love that I recommend for anyone to listen to who is in the Valley. One of them is called Crazier Faith and it's by Michael Todd. It's linked in there. If you have a hard time seeking first the kingdom and believing that all will be added to you and you're trying to do things in your own strength and in your own work and in your own vision, meaning that you have a goal, you have something you want to achieve, So you set your eyes on it and you figure out the plan and then you work really hard to achieve it. That is not how God wants you to operate and work. You cannot do things in your own strength and in your own works. If you're not meant to do it and it's not the path for you, it doesn't matter how hard you work, what you put into it, you will not succeed because God has other plans for you. So seek first the kingdom. I made a, I have when I record these videos in front of a live audience, we also have a telegram chat where I kind of throughout the week, just share some thoughts and ideas. And I shared this message with that group the last couple of days. And that's what really inspired this whole message on here is because I was talking about the phrase of seek first the kingdom and all will be added and thinking about how true this was for my life and how I never believed it, but I heard people say it. I clung on to their belief until I finally saw it working and experienced it. And now I believe it. And so I started thinking, what does that mean to seek first the kingdom and then have all be added onto you? What does someone have to do? What advice would I give for someone to do that? And I recorded an episode, it's episode 40, and it's called Time with God. And it talks about how to spend time with God, how to build the relationship with him, Go listen to that podcast because it has so much information in it, like over an hour of stuff about building your relationship with Christ. But seeking the kingdom first means every day when you wake up, you're seeking the kingdom first. God gets your first attention, not your phone, not your kids, not just starting to run and do all your errands, not your job, not what you want to do, but what does the kingdom want you to do? If you're reporting for a job every day, but you don't ever talk to the manager to find out what you're supposed to do, you will have no idea what you are supposed to do that day. You need to pray. Praying is something that I never really understood how to do it. And I felt uncomfortable, but I just started talking to God and just asking him to help me. And it started out really shaky and it's okay. God knows your heart. So even if you can't form the right words in the prayers, He knows what you need and you can sit there and just kind of hum or be totally quiet. And you can just be thinking about praying and God knows your heart. You don't actually have to form the words and speak them out loud for him to know. But my prayer life got strong. The more I prayed, the more I prayed out loud. It's a scary thing. But when I would be in groups of people and they would ask like, oh, does anyone want to pray? I would have this feeling in me like, do it, say it. Yes, you do. But I'm like, oh no, what? Like, I don't know what to say. And that makes me nervous. And like, I don't want to pray in front of other people. But one time I was like, I'll pray. And I prayed and everyone was like, amen. And, and that was it. And I'm like, oh, okay. That wasn't that bad. 
the better I got at praying, the better my kids got at praying. Because then we would sit down at the table and I would say, let's pray. I started praying out loud. And the more I did that every single night, the better I felt praying out loud. And then I started having my kids do it because they didn't want to do it. I'm like, okay, who wants to pray? They're like, not me. But when I said that we're going to rotate the prayer, they had to pray. And now it's no big deal. Now they're like, I'll pray. And they just pray. Imagine if you learned the confidence of prayer when you were seven years old, how different your life would be now. The only way you can make your kids comfortable in prayer and seeking the kingdom first is by you doing it first and they will follow. Remember that being a parent and figuring out how to be a mom is overwhelming of, I don't know what to do. I'm so out of touch with these kids. I feel out of control. I have no boundaries. All you need to do is focus on yourself and pray and God will give you the strength. He doesn't just equip everyone. He calls you first and then he equips you. So you need to answer the calling by saying, yes, God, I'm available. I'm here. I want to be a good mom. Help me to be a good mom. Help me to focus on my day of what I need to focus on. That's why I have a free offer of my complete list of prayers that I pray over my life and of my business, because I realize that that's a really hard thing for people to be able to do. Like, how do I pray? What prayers do I pray? Now, of course, these aren't like the only prayers you can pray. But this kind of helps you to start unlocking those things of like, oh, yeah, I do need to pray for this. You can find my free prayer list by clicking the link in my bio and it's right at the top. Uh, just enter in your, your name and your email and you'll get it emailed right over to you. And that will also add you to my email list where when I post new recordings of my podcast, you'll get an email to let you know that they're available. And sometimes I do free t-shirt giveaways. Um, I created the t-shirt um, saying chosen and anointed because it was a message I needed in front of my face 24 seven to make me believe that I am chosen and anointed. Cause that's what scripture says. That's what Jesus says. The world doesn't say that the world has abused me and abandoned me. They have labeled me and rejected me and I have trauma and I have past hurts from the world. So that's what my brain was programmed as. So that's why therapy is so great. And that's why getting in to the word is so great. So deep because you need to uncover these chains, these beliefs, these things that are holding you back. You need to believe that you are chosen and anointed. You are chosen and anointed. You are the king's kid. You're the daughter of the highest king. Why don't you believe that? And it's because of what has happened to us because I didn't believe it either. But you first need to believe. And then you need to seek first the kingdom. You need to be still. And you need to let God work and God bring people into your life. If you're posting on social media, if you're someone who's a content creator like me, Maybe you're just trying to be funny and humor people or educate people, entertain. Maybe you have a product you sell or a brand you're trying to build. I love Instagram. I love social media because of the fact that sitting in my house today, I don't have the availability to um, reach people with a message. Like I was this morning, I posted something and within 20 minutes, I had 16,000 people that saw my message. I live in the country in the middle of nowhere in Michigan in a town with farms everywhere. I don't have that opportunity. So I love the platform that social media gives you if it's done the right way. And that's why I'm really, uh, really passionate about helping other people to do that. I have a course that you can purchase. It's through the link in my bio that helps you figure out your purpose 
who you are, why you have gone through the things that you've gone through. What is your story? What is your testimony? What are your talents? What are your dreams and passions and beliefs? And who do you want to help? And how do you want to help them? It's a whole workshop that goes through all of these things. It's five different videos that really outline so much about this. And then I teach you how to find your person you're talking to. What is the message you're telling them? And then I teach you how to build it on Instagram because there's a method to your bio. There's a method to your highlights. There's a method to your profile picture. There's a method to what you're posting. Instagram says that someone takes less than three seconds when they look at your page to decide if they want to follow you or not. I help women do that because that's what I did in my career. I gained all that experience from that industry that now I want to help people. So if you're someone who wants to make an impact online, you're going to want to go check that out. And all the details are on the website when you click on the link, but you can, you know, you'll be on my email list. So now you'll get, you'll get into my world. You don't need to live next door or across the street for me to become one of my closest people or for me to become one of your closest people of influence. You are going to become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I have like 70 episodes on my podcast. You can spend 70 hours with me just like that for free. I also have a lot, (laughs) a lot of reels and posts that you can spend probably 200 more hours with me just by going through my Instagram page for free. I can become one of your closest people of influence so that you start to think like I do, so that you start to focus on Christ. This is a lonely world. This is hard. When I'm not connected to my community of women and my friends, like my best friend, April, is such a strong Christian. She always sets me on the right path. She always is focused on Christ. When I'm out in the world and I'm with all my worldly friendships, I start to act like them. And I love those people. And and if you're one of those people and you're listening to this, I love you. And you're in my life because I love you and I cherish you and you give me so much and I give you so much. And it is a great friendship because I don't have toxic friendships anymore in my life. God got rid of those. But it's important to have your people in your tightest circle influencing you, speaking life over you, telling you that you are chosen and anointed, telling you that you are equipped for this, telling you that you are a mom for a reason, on purpose, because God thinks that you're a great one. I want you to become so well, and I want you to heal so much, and I want you to be the best version of you ever that God has called you to be, that you're not coping with, with other things. You're not worshiping false gods like success and drugs and alcohol and spending and Netflix and bad food. I want you to be going to Jesus to fill your tank every single day, believing in every scripture he said over your body, walking in the purpose he has called you in your life, where you are purposeful and you are fulfilled and you have so much joy in your soul that you can't help but let it out. Because when you become this person, you will become the best wife. You will become the best mom. I'm not saying perfect because perfection is different in itself. And that's something I had recovered from for a very long time and letting go of perfectionism. I had to do this through therapy. I had to do this through hard work. But when you seek the kingdom first, your life will start to change. And the scripture says that you will have fruits of your labor. Show me your life and I will tell you how connected you are to God. 
because it doesn't matter the circumstances, your joy and your faith and your connection to Christ doesn't change. It is always the same because you have that one solid rock. And once you experience this, you will begin to see that it is true in every sense. Wake up with God for one week and tell me how you start to feel. It usually takes me about four days of waking up with God, getting into a devotional. Uh, my favorite devotional to start with is called Defined by Priscilla Shire. You can buy it on Amazon um, or lifeway.com. Amazing. Highly recommend for you to do this, to learn your identity and learn who you are. It's a five-day devotional that takes about 15, 20 minutes. Um, get yourself a Bible. You can get one for super cheap. You can go to the dollar store and get a Bible. There's a Bible app that's free that you can download to get the scriptures in there. Um, because in her study, she'll say, go look at you know John 1 verses 5 through 7. And you can go and you can look at that. And it's a great place to start. Do that and you watch things in your life start to change. You watch yourself feeling more connected to your kids and your family. It might get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. That's a promise that God has. Another book that you can read in your free time is called Triggers. And it is so good. It's how to replace anger for biblical responses. If you're an angry mom, I want you to have that resource. We're going to start doing that study at my church in the fall. I'm going to host it at my house probably. But I want you to start tuning into my podcast and start bringing me into your inner circle. Listen to me on your way to work. Listen to me while you're getting ready for church or while you're getting ready for your day. Start to apply the things we talk about because this podcast isn't even me. This podcast is the Holy Spirit. This is God giving information. I am not God. Let me just say that real quick. But I pray before I record any podcast that the Holy Spirit speaks through me and gives his people information. He tells them what he wants them to hear. And a lot of the times it's not even what I planned on saying. I will have notes in front of me and I won't even say any of them. And I'll talk about something totally different. You can join my, my community too, where you can be on live while we tape. And you can ask questions and I can get to know you for real. You can spend real time with me. We record Monday and Wednesday mornings. You can be added to that list and get the Zoom ID and all the information to my Telegram chat by clicking the link in my bio. Again, all my highlights are things that if you need to look at God's promises, click on the promises highlight in my Instagram page and spend time screenshotting those, creating an album on your phone so you're constantly seeing his promises. I created that because I needed to see his promises in my face all the time. What did he promise? I also have another highlight that says defeating darkness. And it's scripture that already talks about the defeation of the devil. God defeated him already. He doesn't have authority over your life. He doesn't have authority over your kids. He is not going to win this battle. It is a straight up fight. It is a battle at war with the devil and his demons trying to take down your family. You, my sister, are equipped. You have been called. Are you going to answer? Because either the devil's going to take your kids or you're going to step up and you're going to fight for them. You're going to fight for yourself. You're going to fight for your family and you're going to fight for your kids. They were created on purpose too. They have a purpose on this planet. They have gifts and talents for a reason. 
So become the best version of yourself and watch that transform into your kids' lives because there's so much more on this earth that we need to be focusing on, so much more that we need to be set our minds on. Don't get distracted. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley, and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.